right now. Okay, so um, I want to welcome you all to the call. This is our uh, January 2022, oh my gosh, is it already 2022, uh, Department of Peace Building uh, campaign call, and I'm really happy to see everybody. Um, as Laura said, this is being recorded. Uh, you can listen to our past calls on the Peace Alliance website under... Um, what is it under D? Um, uh, Peace on podcast on the website. Yeah. Peace on pub podcast. So um, yeah. So anyway, um, my name is Nancy Merritt and I'm on the National Department of Peacebuilding um, Campaign Committee. And uh, we're really happy to see everybody on this call. We have, uh, we have an extended community who's um, involved with the, the DLP campaign. I see some familiar faces and some new faces. So welcome to the, to the new folks. It's really nice to see you. Um, what, I, what I'll do is read our agenda and then uh, we'll do some, we'll each do some brief introductions. Uh, so we'll do, after this, we'll do, after the introductions, we'll do a connection exercise. We'll have a few uh, brief reports to update us on different aspects of what's going on in the uh, Department of Peace Building and Peace Alliance um, arenas. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about our current January action to call members of Congress. Then we'll have a discussion. We want to keep the main part of the call for the discussion um, re relating to uh, season for nonviolence and Kendra will guide us in that. So that'll, that should be interesting. And um, then we'll have a, a wrap up and a quote at the end. So um, that's, that's the story. Um, my name's Nancy Merritt and I wanna um, ask you each to very briefly give your name, uh, your location, what native uh, ancestral lands you live on and maybe one or two words that come to mind that, um, that are guiding you right now uh, or guiding you in this new year. We are in a new year. So maybe something you wanna uh, focus on in this new year. So um, I'll just go around in order of the screen and ask um, first Kendra to, to uh, introduce yourself. Kendra Mon in Tallahassee and Tallahassee, Florida, and I don't know the ancestral land. I should So since I just moved here, I have Okay. Cool. All right. Um, Karen. Hello. Is that it's Beth? Okay, Beth. Where are you calling from? St. Paul. Okay. And do you know what uh, native ancestral land you live on? One. Do you know what uh, what uh, ancestral land you live on in St. Paul? Is that is that Lakota area or Chippewa? It's, it's a Lakota area. Okay. Um, and is there one word that's uh, sort of guiding your new year? One one hopeful thing. One helpful thing is that, you know, I hope that we uh, get, you know, our uh, Department of Peace uh, um, 
still passed. Okay, thank you. Thank you, me too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, Deanne, how about you? Hello, everybody. <clears throat> My name is Deanne Tate. I am calling from Pagasset Golden Hill Tribal Lands, otherwise known as Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, and something that I'm focusing on this year is um, spending time in community with folks who are hopefully working to create a peaceful environment for everyone. And I know that all of you all are, are in that fight or in that struggle. I'm not going to say fight uh, with us. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Um, and if any of you want to post your aspirational word um, in the chat, that's that's good too. How about um, Laura, you're next on my screen. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Laura, and I live in Northwestern Pennsylvania near Erie. It's also called the Pennsylvania Wilds. I live in the middle of a national forest. Um, and this is, I was originally uh, Seneca Native American tribal land. The Seneca were the western door of the Iroquois Nation. And uh, my intention for this year is communion. Okay, thank you. Um, Kathy. Yes. I'm on the native lands of the Karankawa, Sana, Atacapa, and the Lipan Apache traveled through here from Canada to Mexico, uh, up and down all the time. Uh, and uh, I'm from Houston. And what, what was the other thing we were saying? Um, just maybe one word or one sentence about uh, something you want to be guided by this year. Wisdom and humility. Mm. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. Laurie Rousseau, how about you? Um, it's, it's a hard act to follow, Kathy. Um, see, I'm, I'm from uh, DC. I think I'm just going to continue to focus on raising the energy, the vibration here, raising my vibration, and just... Um, you know, just being the piece I want to see that I want to see in the world and get as much um, access to our members of Congress as possible. I, I'm so ready. Okay. So, Thank that's you. my goal. Okay. Uh, Gustavo, how about you? Where, where, where are you from? Hi, um, thanks. I'm really glad to be here. And I'm from Pomona, California, which is Southern California. Yeah, and this, the, the, um, um, the village is Soibina, and the nation or tribe is um, we're known as the uh, or uh, is known as the Quiche and also the Tongva. Mm -hmm. It's the same nation. Okay. And is there any one word or sentence of your yes, my, aspiration? My sen yes, my sentence and my most my most noble aspiration for this year, twenty two, is that the. Um, Department of Peace building um, bill get passed this year, passed this year. Okay, right on, thank you. <laughs> Geraldine, how about you, another Southern uh, Californian? <laughs> to, to God's ears this year. <laughs> uh, Geraldine Stapleton, Hollywood, California, on a Tongva, Kumish, and I think a little quiche is in there too, land. Um, 
I just can't think of one word. I keep thinking about uh, what MLK said in his last speech that he made. It was nonviolence or non-existence. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Geraldine. Charlie, how about you? You need to unmute, okay. Thanks, Nancy. Hi, Charlie, I live in Amherst, New York, and um, I missed uh, what we're supposed to do, but I'm gonna try anyway. My goal this year is to um, hand out a letter, the letter M, go to all war-torn regions and put an M on the end of the war and transform it into warm. So the focus is on warm <laughs> and um, warm hearts, warm people. All we're saying is give warm a chance. And um, <laughs> um, Tanawanda is the, the Indian uh, native people. And, and you're in uh, New York, right? Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you. I love, I love what could go, what could be bad about warmth. I love that. <laughs> um, let's see, DJ, how about you? Hi, I'm, I'm DJ. I'm in North Central Florida, which is the Temecula um, indigenous people's land. It's considered very sacred land, um, very important indigenous land. You can kind of feel it. Um, here, it's very beautiful. Um, I think I think my word is truth, and um, I'm hoping that the truth finally can be said in 2022. And that's it. Thank you. Yes. That's great. That's perfect. Um, I. I think I see Deborah, right? Is that you, Deborah, on the on the phone? Is she the 404 number? Yeah. Okay, I have to unmute her because she was, hang on. Here I am. I have a new phone. It's a smartphone. Okay. okay. That's a smartphone. So I can call, like I can do video calls too. So if anybody wants to call me on video, you can do that. Okay, well, tell us um, uh, your name, where you're from, uh, what ancestral lands, and your one-word aspiration for 2022. Um, Deborah Paz, I've been in um, Tucker, Georgia. It's a suburb outside of Atlanta. Um, Cherokee, the Cherokee were right on this land. We have a history of when the um, of the Cherokee here. Um, Aspiration, oh gosh, <laughs> my life is extremely complicated right now. I somebody said wisdom, I agree with that. Um, oh, I don't know what else, but maybe a, <laughs> a less complicated life and a real life again. <laughs> but I will go with wisdom, I'll go with wisdom. Yeah, okay, thank you, Deborah. Um, Jennifer, how about you? Hi, it's so great to be here tonight. I'm looking forward to our conversation. 
My name is Jennifer Ayub, and um, I'm just I'm Jennifer. Um, for me, I've been involved with the Peace Alliance and the Student Peace Alliance um, for when I was a college student, and I'm glad to be returning. Um, I live in a suburb outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and my aspiration I, is shared connectedness, shared connectedness, because especially during these times that these challenging times that we're facing with COVID, um, I think it points both to a need for that shared connectedness. And also with our peace, um, with our peace aspirations, I do feel that shared connectedness is a primary need, need and we will either move forward in peace with shared connectedness and need each other, or we would have to learn other ways to cope. And we just need each other to move forward and we have to do it, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jennifer, so true. Um, Kent, how about you? Okay, I came in a little bit late, so I'm not sure exactly what all the questions were, but I'm from North Carolina. Um, I'm African-American, I'm Black. Um, we may have had some um, Cherokee within our family lineage at some point in time, but um, I'm not sure. What were the other questions? Um, just uh, one word of what your aspirations for this year are. Uh, I would just, just to stay healthy, to stay healthy with all this COVID is just out there right now. I just want to um, stay healthy um, mentally, physically, um, just my whole entire body, just to be in good health. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Wow. <laughs> we have some, some really lofty aspirations, so um, I appreciate it. So I'm from the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, the Ohlone lands, the, the Shell Mound people. And um, also I've heard the word Cherokee a bunch uh, in this call and my daughter-in-law is Cherokee. So um, that's a cool connection that I really appreciate in the family. And um, I think my, my words are, I, I just wanna stay in awe and wonder this year. So, um, let me go on to our next section, which is a connection exercise. Is there anybody on the call that would like to lead that? Did, did we get Kent? Did Kent get a chance to speak? He did. He oh, said, okay. Yeah. I was looking at 763. Did that person get to talk? I think that's Beth, right? Oh, that's Beth. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Sorry. Okay. But she didn't so, get to share, just in case. I mean, she said hi when she first came in, but she didn't get to share. So. No, she did. Oh, she, she did? did? Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay, so um, any anybody like to do the connection? I would be glad to okay. um, try and lead this. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. Um, well, I'm really just tuning in. Uh, I mean, I'm really just connecting right now with, with you all here. And I think if we just kind of use our, 
our space. I'm I'm not really sure how to do a connected um, circle um, space, but I, I'm gonna just lead one a little bit differently, if that's okay. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, well, we were just gonna make use of our own space here, just to realize that sitting across from us if you turn to the person next to you, you realize that even though we have our own space, we're actually connected um, and we can um, recognize that, um, that, vast, the, that we're all in a vast connected um, place as well. And, if we're just gonna send, if we're just going to um, look at the other person and um, wish them um, well and have um, basically um, make sure that we can connect with our presence and our S are basically our presence together tonight with our own good intentions and with our intentions for peace and for peace building for both for the campaign but also for each other together as a community at, in this community here. Um, I think that if we stay present and in this, you know, in this moment here that we um, we will be, we will just, um, our time here would be worth it. And that will carry us farther along, farther, you know, into what we're calling ourselves to be more of. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate it. Um, our next section is we're going to do some very short um, reports and um, I'm going to call on a few people who are doing different aspects of the uh, of what's going on in our Peace Alliance community. And um, so just to give you a warning in case I didn't already, I I'll talk about the bill. Uh, Laura will talk a bit about our strategy uh, committees. Um, DJ might uh, tell us just a tiny bit about the uh, Peace Builder channel and the storytelling group. Um, who else is on here? Deanne can give us any updates on uh, Peace Alliance and Kathy can give us any um, updates from, the, from her um, realm of the, of the Peace Alliance. So, um, and I'm, I'm gonna ask people to keep it really short. Um, as far as the, peace, uh, the Department of Peacebuilding uh, bill, um, as most of you know, there's been a bill in Congress for Department of Peacebuilding since 2001. The current bill is uh, sponsored by Barbara Lee and right now has 26 co-sponsors. Um, what we're doing right now generally is trying to meet Barbara Lee's challenge. She's the, the sponsor of getting on substantially more than 26 co-sponsors. So we're doing um, uh, different kinds of actions, including we have a monthly action, 11 minutes uh, 
11 minutes, 11 calls for HR 1111, which is the bill number. And uh, Dee um, helped me post that action on the on our website. So you can go to the, the website and see the 11 people we're calling in January. And then we'll post we'll post a new list for each month. So any any way you can help on that would be much appreciated. And so I'll pass it to Laura to give us a, a brief update on the strategies. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, <clears throat> we've been having really good meetings, I think, um, every other week. But now uh, we're breaking down and just having one group meeting, strategy group meeting once a month. And we've got seven different subcommittees at this point. And uh, the subcommittees are uh, starting a process of getting together as in their smaller groups and going through the, you know, uh, deliverables and action items and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I did have a, a question. We have, um, just in case anybody else is interested in being part of the committees, we have a, a documentation and administration committee, and that's me and Karen, and we meet on the second Thursdays. We're going to meet on the second Thursdays of every month. There's a grassroots reactivation and expansion committee and Kathy and Geraldine are leading that and Kendra is a part of that as well. Now, my understanding from Geraldine is that you guys set a different meeting time. Do you know when that is? It was supposed to be the third Thursdays at 5 p.m. But Kendra mm -hmm. or Geraldine sent a message that that didn't work out for Kathy. Yeah, yeah, we were going back and forth with that. And uh, it, at this point, uh, right now, today, it's still scheduled for tomorrow at five, if I'm not mistaken, Kathy. <laughs> and uh, we, we had been tossing around the idea of trying to change the time, but did not come up with one. So, okay. uh, but I, I know that there's it, it's still a work in progress. I'll leave it at that. Okay, so we don't want to get too far down into the details, but let let us know. Somebody send us a message, me or Karen, and then we can update the documents. Nancy, did you want to say? Well, something? I was just going to say if you maybe quickly listed the committees and people could put in the chat if they're interested in joining that, and 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 then maybe you could get back to them, Laura. Yeah, that's fine. If just let me know in the chat. Uh, there's Kathy and Geraldine or heading up the grassroots reactivation and expansion committee. That's a big job. Um, and then the, the third committee is called the resources committee where we're gonna be reviewing and updating documents. And Jack Friedlander and I are um, co-leading that. And that is that committee meets on the fourth Thursdays of every month at 5 p.m. Uh, there's an organization partnering committee. Nancy and Karen are the leaders of that committee, and that committee meets on the first Thursdays of every month at 5 p.m. Pacific time. I guess all of these times, <laughs> Nancy did all the time, so they're all in, these are all Pacific times, not Isn't Eastern. everybody on Pacific time? Well, I'm sure California <laughs> thinks that. <laughs> Uh, the fourth committee is called the MOC Member of Congress Advocacy Committee, and that committee is, you know, gung-ho on contacting, calling, uh, 
members of Congress or and their staff. That committee is meeting on the first Wednesdays. That that actually is a closed call. That's our DOP committee call. And it's also meeting on the third Wednesdays of every month. That's our campaign call. So if you're interested in directly contacting uh, members of Congress and their staff, keep coming on these third Wednesday calls because this campaign, these calls are going to start focusing on that. Uh, the next committee is called the Communication Media Committee. Uh, DJ and I are co-leaders of that, and we have not come up with a time yet when we all can meet. So um, I'm still waiting for a couple of people to respond to the doodle calendar, and uh, but I'm, I'm probably going to have to issue another calendar because we cannot find a time either the fourth week of every month or the first week of every month. So we're going to have to keep working on that. That's a big committee too. That committee is going to be looking at um, uh, communication strategies, social media, public relations, special events, creating an advocacy kit for uploading online, a promotional kit with partners, uh, all that kind of video, all that kind of stuff. So we need help. Uh, and then the final committee is called the Peace Alliance Integration Committee. Nancy and Karen are part of that. And that is integrating everything we're doing with the Peace Alliance. So we're, we're marching forward uh, pretty quickly, actually. And the goal of all of this work is to reach something around 200 co-sponsors this year, 200, 210 co-sponsors. Uh, Barbara Lee, who is the current sponsor of the bill, has uh, told us last year that that's what she needs to move, advance the bill. So if we can, we currently have 26 co-sponsors. If we can get up to 200 by the end of the year, uh, then the bill, Barbara Lee can step forward and feel that there is public support for the bill and she can start uh, moving the bill through Congress. So that's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Um, so maybe just a quick couple words from you, DJ, about um, your your little corner, your corner of the world there. <laughs> um, okay, so true storytelling um, is not really an official part of the Peace Alliance, I guess, because nobody officially ever mentions it, but it's been going on now um, for over a year. <laughs> but Nancy's a, a, a true a true participant, so. Thank you, Nancy, and Charlie, too, and a few others. Um, so, so the two storytelling meets on the first Saturday of the month. The next one is February 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern. If anybody wants to be on our mailing list, go ahead and um, put your email um, in the chat. Um, we, um, we, we produce videos is, is what really we're about. We're about the visual representation of um, uh, truth and justice and peace. And um, so we did start a few months ago, um, uh, a Peace Builder series YouTube channel. Um, and there are a few uh, um, YouTube uh, videos on there already. Uh, Dot Mavers on there and Creator and a few other people. I have a lot of video that's already been recorded what I do is I interview them. Uh, I interview different people. Um, I can interview you if you have uh, something to say. I know Kendra has been interviewed before and 
she wants to redo it and that's fine. Um, Kathy's um, almost there and we're almost done, right? I think Kathy. Um, so uh, the whole idea is just to um, you know establish a presence um, in social media and YouTube uh, about you know, what people are doing um, for peace, um, you know, and try to envision uh, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, if we do have a Department of Peace building that gets enacted in 2022, you know, what is the future going to be like? And I really like the idea of visualizing that. Uh, I know it can be challenging, um, but I just, I just get really excited. So um, if you want to be a part of that, let me know. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. Thank you, Nancy. CJ, maybe you could put, maybe you could put your, um, your, if you don't mind, your email in the, in the chat in case anybody wants to get in touch with you. Sure. And the Peace Builder um, YouTube website would be cool. Okay, I can do that. Okay, um, so I'm gonna call on um, Deanne and then Kathy. All right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, let's see. I know that Kathy is going to talk about her offerings on Tuesday night, so I won't double up on that. Um, we do have some um, some new things going on at the Peace Alliance, an event uh, partnership with Hip Hop for Peace that um, has gone through some scheduling issues with COVID, um, considerations. So we don't have a firm date for that yet, but, um, we're excited with this partnership to be, uh, launching a petition, um, to an audience that maybe has not heard of the Department of Peace Building Bill. And we're going to be, um, asking to, uh, garner 1,111,000, uh signatures um in support of the department of peace building and hopefully that will be a tool that we can use going forward for trying to um develop more co-sponsors for the bill so we're excited about that so stay tuned for that information as we are able to um firm up a date uh let's see what else we um i was just telling someone today about um the Peace Alliance just this past end of this past year updated or upgraded our database um, to uh, a new system that uh, we're really excited about because um, in our targeted, what they call targeted actions, which are those emails that we send out to folks saying, send an email or a tweet to your elected official in support of XYZ, um, we now have the ability, it used to be that we only had the ability to outreach to folks on the state and federal level, and we can now outreach to local and the municipality level as well. So, for example, we sent an email out at the end of last year, kind of testing out the new system. Uh, we targeted everybody, um, any, any elected official level, uh, for the Blueprint for Peace, and we had... 88,000 emails sent out from this one targeted action. Um, I got autoresponders from the chief of police from my hometown. Uh, so it targeted, you know, pretty much any elected official in the system based on what my address was. So, so that's a new tool that we're really excited about being able to bring to the Department of Peacebuilding to expand the reach and expand the dialogue about how 
um, these systems can really benefit our our society on many different levels. So, um, so that's just a little snippet about what we got going on right now. Okay, thank you, Kathy. How about a sneak preview of what what you're doing? Sure, sure. I'm just going to go through everything. Um, so on the first Tuesdays of every month, we have empathy circles. I'd invite all of, all of you to come and try it at least one time. Uh, the second Tuesdays of every month, we have the National Peace Builder Call. Uh, and our uh, call in February is uh, the Indigenous Roots of Restorative Justice. Uh, our call in March is a woman, I don't know what tribe she's from because I don't have it in front of me, but she's an indigenous woman from Canada who's gonna speak. Um, we have the multicultural, the consciousness raising multicultural book club. Uh, our book this month is The Men We Reap. It's a memoir by Jasmine Ward. Uh, February and March, we're doing an, indig an indigenous people's history of the United States. In April, uh, we're starting a restorative justice series. Um, we're, and we have authors for all the books that are gonna be coming. It'll be like a, probably a six month series. And uh, the first Saturday of April, we're doing the little book of um, peace building skills. It's just 90 pages. And then the last Saturday of the month, we're doing PAWS, P-A-W-S for peace, it's using therapy dogs in restorative justice. So um, yeah, lots of stuff on the horizon. So I, I invite all of you to try, you know, dip your toes in, in everything we're doing. Ah, that's a lot, you guys. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. There's so much going on. Um, so now I'm gonna, um, we're gonna talk a little bit about our January action of uh, 11 calls, uh, which 11 calls, 11 minutes for HR 1111. And um, I thought I'd call on Kendra just briefly to talk about anything she gleaned from her calls and Dee. And then I, then I had some very interesting conversations I wanna pass on to some of you. So uh, Kendra, you wanna do a, a little update? Well, I, I focused on my calls that we needed the nonviolent skills the, the peace building skills, not only in our government, but in our entire nation. And um, mostly I left messages. There were very few offices that were open. Mm -hmm. Susan Wilde's office answered, um, that's Laura Brown's person. And um, whoever was on the call, um, I was very passionate and short, and um, she took down all the information. And I encouraged everybody that I did actually speak to to read the bill, and they all said that they would. You're pretty persuasive, Kendra. <laughs> So, uh, Dee, oh, and just for those who, who don't know, um, the 11 people we focused on in January that we're still focusing on are all former co-sponsors of the Department of Peacebuilding. So, um, in theory, they should be easier to get back on, but that's not always true. So, uh, Dee, what, what kind of experience did you have? 
Yeah, so um, it, it truly did not take that long. Like Kendra, um, I got I, I left messages uh, in several different places um, and was very careful when I was leaving those messages to be speaking clearly. And I left my phone number twice. Um, and, uh, you know, because I know when people are writing down messages, it can be kind of furious. Um, but it was real easy. The There is on the website, um, there is a... And often in the emails, when we're asking people to do this, there's a button that says what to ask when you call or what to say when you call. And that's a great um, PDF document. I had that open while I was calling just as some prompts um, and uh, in case I got anybody that was interested in talking about the details. And uh, so uh, so the staff members that I did speak to, I you know encouraged to ask them if they'd heard about the bill. Uh, asked him if they knew if their representative had had heard of it. Um, it was challenging because none of the people in the list, well, it was challenging for me because none of the people in the list were my representatives. So I started off the call by acknowledging that I was not a constituent, but that I was a concerned citizen that really wanted to encourage them to, um, to co-sponsor the bill. So that was the languaging that I used. So, but it was great. It was easy. It didn't take that long. And and uh, and I encourage everybody to to take the eleven minutes to do it. Awesome. <laughs> so um, I called the eleven on the list, and then because um, because I looked at the redistricting maps uh, from the from the last census and saw who my likely member of Congress is uh, next next time around. I also added him to the list and he is also coincidentally a former co-sponsor um, and a Peace Corps person and that's John Garamendi. Um, so I called, uh, I called all of them and where I knew who the legislative director was or where I knew uh, the person we had met with in our advocacy day calls in the, in the spring, in the fall, I asked for that person um, and then I followed it up with an email to that person, just, you know, asking them again to have their member of Congress sign on and uh, did they need further information and all of that kind of thing. Um, I had good conversations actually with most of them. I, I had to leave voicemails for three of them. Um, and uh, one of the cool things was uh, three of the offices before I could even say the bill number said, oh, HR 1111. So I was really encouraged by that. <laughs> um, so that was pretty neat. Um, let's see, uh, Congresswoman Maloney from New York is the um, chairperson of the oversight committee which is where the bill resides in Congress. And so I had an interesting conversation with her person who we had met with in the fall. And he raised the new uh, thing that I've never heard them say before that because she's, a, she's the chair of that committee, there might be some kind of ethical violation or rule of that committee that she oh. can't sign on to the bill which I think is probably not true. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I asked him actually point blank had he brought it up with her and he hadn't. So that's a good thing to ask your person. Have they brought the bill up? We know we've been in contact with you before. Have you actually talked to the congressperson about it? And um, 
then uh, in Maloney's office, uh, the, the person, Cameron, said, well, he would check with the oversight committee to, to see if there, if there was actually any kind of uh, rule about that. I would be surprised, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, Congressman Meeks, um, I talked to the person who answered the phone who had also uh, replaced the person we met with in the fall. And I said, well, have you, you know, has anybody talked to Congressman Meeks? And she said she herself didn't even know anything about it. So that staffer hadn't passed it on. So this is all good reason to keep, keep the chain going and keep, you know, keep mentioning to the people, oh, we've talked to you guys before, whatever. And then um, in Congressman Payne's office, he's a, a representative from uh, New Jersey. <laughs> um, I had a really interesting conversation. Uh, the person who answered the phone was the only person in the office. Every single other staffer was out with COVID. And um, he himself had just gotten back from having COVID. And he said he had COVID from this past Christmas and he had it from the Christmas before. Oh so God. I was like, wow, you're the first person I've ever heard of who's had COVID twice. But um, oh. anyway, I talked to my, I talked to somebody who said, yes, it is possible. Just because you had Delta doesn't mean you won't get Omicron. So um, anyway, that those are my experiences. And um, where I talk to people that I know some of you have also talked to, um, I copied you on the emails. And so my hope is that you will also then follow up with that congressperson and say, yeah, yeah, have you <laughs> have you co-sponsored? So, so those were my... Um, my experiences. And um, so, you know, I learned a lot. I think we all learn a lot from uh, doing these. And obviously, I encourage you to make the calls. And um, so I'm going to turn it over to Kendra, who's going to. Uh, that is really great work that you're doing. And I just wanted to quickly ask you if, um, if I could connect with you later on by sending you an email, because I did not get, I don't think I have that information and I would like to um, be informed about that as well. That's perfect. And you can go to our website on the, on the homepage of uh, the Peace Alliance website. You'll see something that says make a difference and it tells what the January action is and who those members of Congress you should call and some tips about how to do that. But you can, but you feel free to call me to, uh, to contact me too. So, okay, great. I'm uh, Nancy at peacealliance.org. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, I want to turn it over to Kendra because we're about to enter the season for nonviolence. So, take it away, Kendra. So, as usual, we have very little time. I want to tell you about the season for nonviolence first a little bit. Um, it's 64 days um, with the death anniversaries of Gandhi and King starting on January 30th and going to April 3rd. And the season for nonviolence has been going for somewhere between 20 and 30 years around the world. Um, churches and schools and communities hold events 
to promote nonviolence. There's a website. If you search Season for Nonviolence, you can get a lot more information and ideas and resources for events that you might want to hold. Um, and then a lot of quotes by Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi and Desmond Tutu and you know a number of people. So what we've been doing for the last number of years is um, using that um, platform to reach out especially about nonviolence to our members of Congress and to share that this is a worldwide, not only a nationwide goal. And when Gandhi talks about nonviolence, he says that we don't have a right word in English for what he means by the peace force. And the closest that King came up with is love. It's just plain love. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was asking if each of us could go around the circle and just say, let's take a moment to think about who in your life could be a famous person or in or or an unknown person except to you who embodies that nonviolence or that love force and just say a little bit about that person. But we only have a few minutes. So if, if you could each be brief, just like a one minute. And the person that I think of is uh, Gretchen Paradis. And she goes to several um, Buddhist meditation groups every week. And she, she doesn't ever say anything um, judgmental about anybody. And I just think that's so hard for me. And I just think that's what I want to be like. So, Laura, could you say something about who you might consider to be an embodiment of peace and nonviolence? Well, as you were talking, I thought about um, uh, Jesus, because last year I decided uh, to start studying Aramaic, which is the language that Jesus spoke. And when I was researching what uh, he meant by what the word love in the language that he spoke. So it's not English. It's not Greek. It's not, uh, it's not Hebrew. It's Aramaic. And in Aramaic, the word love means to set on fire or to be on fire. And um, so I guess that would be my wish for all of us is to have that kind of passion where, you know, uh, we're, being our most authentic selves and our thoughts and our actions and our emotions and our soul are just lit up on fire and we can carry that flame forward and into the bill and hopefully see a transformed world. 
Thank you, Laura. Does anybody want to just raise their hand and so that I can call on you? Or shall I just call on people? Nancy? Okay, and I'm, I'm asking people to also put that in the, uh, put your choice in the chat. Um, I'll just say really briefly, obviously for me, the Dalai Lama is, is that is such an inspirational person. And uh, one thing he said is I consider nonviolence to be compassion in action. Charlie, thank you, Nancy. <clears throat> the person who came to mind immediately immediately for me when you said love was my my dearly most beloved of all time and and now departed mom i, I don't know that the nonviolence part fits in there because she used to beat me up when i was little no that's supposed to be funny that's not funny at all she didn't <laughs> that wasn't funny either i'm sorry i said that um but <laughs> i mean she unconditional love and she set the bar her, by her example of how she was very high. And uh, I got a long ways to go. Um, and if you're listening, thank you, mom. Sorry about the bad joke. I don't know why, I, I wish I didn't say that. This is being recorded too. Oh my God. Um, yeah, my mom, I think about love a lot. I, it's, you know, and I love, Laura, I love, I love what you said, your choice. Um, Nancy, I loved who you said, your choice. I'm, I'm, I love the Dalai Lama and I've talked too long. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Gerilyn? Um, I, what comes to mind is Reverend Lawson who uh, worked with uh, MLK uh, and was instrumental in connecting him with uh, Gandhi and nonviolence. And uh, he does a workshop once a month that I attend, which is on the fourth, or usually the fourth, or sometimes depending upon holidays, it'd be the, you know, the third uh, Saturday. Uh, and his, his wonderful insights into just uh, what he calls the soul force uh, with within us and uh, he, 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 just his wisdom uh, is very, very inspirational towards me. And of course, I really appreciate, he always, he will mention sexism and racism together <laughs> and talks about plantation capitalism in terms of how, what we're dealing with, you know, like here, in America, and of course, my second expert, and I wouldn't, I couldn't put them, you know, they're both fantastic to me. Is Azim Kamisa, and uh, ongoing uh, things with him in terms of uh, his workshops dealing with forgiveness, which I think is uh, an important part of. Uh, striving for what we need is uh, that forgiveness and especially like within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I, I will end with that. Thank you. Thank you. Lori. Um, I would say that it would begin with my family, my mom and dad, that 
where I was, I was loved before I was born. They wanted girls. And so that unconditional love. And then I would say it's my understanding. I don't care what you call it. Uh, mother, father, God, the universe, spirit, creative intelligence, but the belief that <clears throat> there is only one power in the universe and that power is good. Um, that's my inspiration to know that we are loved no matter what. And, and the reason we're here is to love. So I got to learn it from my family and it's, and then I feel like it, it's just the, the way of the world. So. Thank you, Lori. Somebody else want to do, want to go offer there? Okay. Jennifer, thank you. So I think for me, um, I loved hearing all these examples and hearing the various um, individuals who practice nonviolence or why, you know, you attach to a certain person. And for me, I think I look up to my mother. Um, I think she always um, strived for peace in her, you know, kind of being on, um, trying to bring peace in her life. And um, especially since she's um, Palestinian and she would always tell me of her stories in Jerusalem growing up. So I think she kind of had a bigger, um, bigger picture story in her background but I know she always was very loving and generous and compassionate so I think those qualities bring about peace well. um, and um, I think like the Dalai Lama were um, Nancy was saying, I believe it says, I consider not being in action. And I think that is certainly true. I think that when you show compassion and love to um, all human beings um, in when you're mindful of that, I do believe that that makes you more peaceful. Looks like Gustavo has his hand raised. Thank you. Hi. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. And um, yes, in terms of uh, someone who embodies love and soul force and nonviolence, um, uh, well, first is, is, is my mom. Her name is Lupe Reyes Ramirez, and, uh, and that's what she taught me. Um, and then uh, Azim Kamisa, I've had the honor of meeting with him, and he came over here to Pomona, California. Uh, and um, it's incredible um, what the work that he does and what he embodies and his actions. Um, uh, but the number one person I wanna um, uh, talk about is uh, Dolores Huerta, who oh. is yeah, an amazing um, icon, iconic um, activist and organizer. And, um, and I believe that she's um, still, compared to what she did, she's an unsung hero. I mean, like, I mean, I need, I think that we need to sing her song louder. And um, 
even to the point of, um, well, first of all, she studied Gandhi and she met with Gandhi in India. And, um, and so she learned about ahimsa, nonviolence, um, and, uh, and um, co-founded it as like an equal partner to the more recognized uh, Cesar Chavez, Cesar Chavez. And, um, and uh, we recognize him, but may, may, it might be partly because, um, well, not only did he fast, uh, I mean, hunger strike, um, but, but also many people are saying may, maybe because of the fact that he's a man in, in a male dominant, um, not just society and world, but, um, but uh, industry, which is agribusiness, um, since they both um, uh, began as, um, as protecting farm workers. So um, she has, uh, and, and so many people are saying it's due to the sexism that she hasn't gotten her name uh, out there as much as uh, Martin Luther King or Cesar Chavez. And uh, what else? Um, I'm like trying to do this quickly here, um, but thoroughly. Uh, oh, she's been nominated to, to uh, win the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, and I worked on that just a couple years ago. Um, and um, and she, she didn't, I may, we might've done it a little too late or something, but, um, but uh, uh, well, that's, that's the, it will be so great to see her um, person and her name right along there, uh, right alongside with Gandhi and Cesar and yeah, others. Um, and finally, she at 90, she's gonna be 93 on April 10th. So just after the season of nonviolence, I wish we could elongate it a little more to April 10th, which is her birthday. She's going to be 93 years young, and she's still going with the energy that rivals any 25-year-old. So that's Dolores Huerta wow. with an H, D, Dolores with an O, D-O-L-O-R-E-S, Huerta, H-U-E-R-T-A. Google her, and there you go. <laughs> she was Thank awarded you. the uh, from the President of the United States uh, the Medal of Freedom. Yes, the, the highest, highest civilian honor. honor. A citizen can be awarded. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Si se puede. Oh, and she yes, she's originally the one who coined the phrase "si se puede." Yes, we can. We can do it. And um, si se puede. Yes, we can do this. Or yes, we can. Yeah. Could thank you, Gustavo. That's uh, oh, that's great to hear about that. Um, uh, did can we take a minute to hear from Kent? If you would unmute Kent. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. My um, my favorites are Jesus. Um, Jesus himself, you know, was a great message of um, this peace and compassion, and basically to treat others, you know, as you would um want to be treated. And of course, I can't overlook Martin Luther King Jr. He did a lot for myself, so I gotta um, you know, give him praise as well. Those are the two main ones that first pop into my mind. Thank you. Thank you. And we're uh, close to the top of the hour, Nancy. And um, did you? Okay. Have uh, thank you, everybody. That was, I love it. <laughs> I love all your uh, um, suggestions and all your ideas. Um, yeah, we, we have, we don't have much time. So I will just, um, I will wrap it up with a quote unless somebody else has one. Um, so an, another Martin Luther King quote uh, is nonviolence means not only external, external physical violence, but also internal violence of the spirit. You may not only refuse to shoot a man, but you must refuse to hate him. 
So there's there's a lot of aspects of nonviolence. And um, Jesus said the same thing. Yeah. He said, you, know, you can't, if you get, ang if you are angry with words, it doesn't matter. It's your anger is really in your thoughts directed at yourself or at another person. It's, he was basically saying the same thing that Kate or King was saying the same thing that Jesus was saying. Thank you. So um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. That's it's just adding on. I appreciate it. Um, so I um, obviously encourage all of you to make your um, the 11 January calls um, and to contact your member of Congress to support a Department of Peace building and to um, just go forward in nonviolence. So that's what this is all about. And um, question, is there a master calendar of everything that was discussed today, all the committee meetings and times? More, well, there's a there's a master calendar on the Peace Alliance website with most of what was discussed. Um, not all the little subcommittees of the strategy um, group are on there, I don't think. I can send you, I'll send you the link to the, uh, Google Docs with all the information on the strategy sessions. Okay, yeah, I, I just I, I missed the last strategy session, so I I don't know if I if I had that. I'll I'll send it to you right now. Okay. Can I ask Kendra and Geraldine to stay for a minute so we can figure out our next meeting? Okay, I'm gonna stop the recording, Nancy. If yeah. that's okay with you. Okay, so, so just I I've got another thing. Yeah. Can I stop the recording, or you want this recorded? Well, I was just stop the recording. Okay, it's stopped. <laughs>